Welcome to the Soul Tribe Podcast. The Soul Tribe Podcast was created to help you navigate through the world of spirituality, wellness, and self-development in an easy, grounded, and relatable way. We break down everything from the Akashic Records, manifesting, spirituality, and so much more. We want to help expand your boundaries and bring the spiritual world to you in a fun and easy way. Get ready to be inspired with tips, tools, and easy-to-digest information. Let's do this. Welcome back to the Soul Tribe Podcast, everybody. This is Lorena. I'm doing a solo episode today. Um, I really had this big message and all the signs were kind of coming to me when I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about today, but it became super evident through, yeah, just the messages coming through that I wanted to talk about healing for healers. I didn't even know what to name this episode, if I'm completely honest. I was like, healing as healers or healed healers. I don't know. It doesn't matter really, but um, really talking about healing as healers or anybody in the wellness or channeling or like helping space, right? Anybody that's kind of here to be of service to people, anybody that's here to help, anybody here that's holding space for anybody. It doesn't matter that you're in the spiritual sense helping or if you're helping just it could be a physical emotional mental it could be any of that spiritual as well obviously um but i really wanted to first explain what the akashic records have made super clear to me uh and also what i'm learning through family constellations and that healing and how the first whole year has been amazingly healing and transformational and it's mostly about the your own work your own healing uncovering your own things and making sure that you work through any triggers or anything that comes up during that first year second year also but the second year is more technical and more practice but i'm going to start with um really explaining and how we also teach level two for example when you learn to open your own records, the first is, is even in that sense, right? The first level, which is opening your own records, is about doing your own healing, connecting with yourself, understanding yourself, asking those questions to go deep. And then that means you might get readings from other people as well, just to go a little bit deeper, because we can sometimes hold ourselves back. Our ego can sometimes get in the way. I mean, that happens to me, it happens to everybody. And we always kind of just need sometimes an outside source to validate or to confirm what we already know, but we're just not trusting. So even in that sense, if we look at it, the first level of the Akashic Records, reading your own records or opening your own records is about your own healing so that you could potentially, if you feel called to and you feel like you want to help people to move on to opening other people's Akashic Records, level two, and showing up for people and helping them and even that through that even level two there's a lot of people that come to certain realizations and they have to do their own healing to get out of their own way to be able to show up for people so I guess even I I think this you can't really escape this in anything that you studied I've studied flower essences um just reiki all of it all of it's about your own healing it always is and none of us can escape that 
Um, but what I can tell you from being an Akashic Record reader now for quite a few years now um, is that when you do not do your own work, when you don't really work on yourself, when you don't do your healing alongside your clients or the people that you're accompanying, your, your readings or your sessions or whatever it is that you do, um, I'm just talking about Akashic Records, but this will show up in every aspect because I've seen it for a lot of people. People will come to you with the issues that you need to be healing and it'll trigger you sometimes. It'll go deep and you'll be like, it'll be hard for you to show up for the person because now your personal experience, your personal pain, your personal sadness, grief, whatever it is, will start to reflect on how you show up for the person and then you're not fully, you're you're just not fully able to show up in the best way possible for that person. And I think as healers or anybody that accompanies other people in, you know, helping, I guess, in the service space, service, um, there really is this essence of wanting to do the best that we can. And a lot of us get into this work because we have a calling, it's our purpose, it's our mission. And it's also pushing us to do our own work alongside the people that we help. And the triggers will come, I'm telling you right now. I've seen it time and time again with myself and that's why I go constantly back to therapy, constantly back to family constellations, getting sessions, journaling. And I'll go into some of the healing methods that have been really useful and have been really crucial for my own healing. And like I said, this never ends. It's There's not a finish line here. We will be doing our work our entire life, hopefully, if we're open to it, because people are always there to show us something deeper. And it's interesting, right? Like the layers, the... Um, the onion layers. Actually, the other day we interviewed, Lucy and I individually interviewed on on Laura Lee's uh, radio show. And I, I don't know exactly when that's going to show up, but I brought up the topic of healing and how that shows up in layers and how people can become really frustrated. And as anybody is in this wellness space or in this being of service space to others for their own healing or their own kind of um, alignment because we're not all here to do like energetic healing or spiritual healing. A lot of us could just be counselors or we can be helping people in different dynamics of their life to heal different aspects of their um, kind of emotional states, which can show up in different symptoms in people's bodies, right? We know that. Um, <clears throat> and this really to me is like so interesting, the layer part, because I think if we as a per, you know, if we're accompanying people, if we're heal, I'm going to just use the word healer because it doesn't matter what you do. And I think that'll just make things easier for explaining. And I'm not going to go all over the place. As healers, we have to realize that it's kind of like if we can't understand this aspect of ourselves healing in layers and that it'll, things will come back and we'll have to work things through things deeper and deeper and deeper. It'll be hard for our clients to understand that. And people will come to us that'll probably be frustrated and they won't understand it. And you'll have to embody that so deeply that they have to understand that. There's no other way around it. So we're literally embodying and living that truth and knowing that healing is our own responsibility because it is, and we all know that. But 
we have to understand that it's not a finish line, that it's something that we're going to be working on probably our entire life. And that's what our soul signed up for. Um, so yeah, it's very interesting, this aspect of the triggering. I'll go into that a little bit deeper in a second, but I wanted to talk about, finish talking about the Akashic Records and saying how, um, you know, when we teach level two, we go into, you know, you don't have to be fully healed to heal somebody or to help somebody or to be assistance or accompany somebody, but we have to be working on ourselves. We can't be in this bypassing, we can't be in this looking the other way or ignoring things because they will come full force through people triggering us through our sessions, through our work, or just around us in our day-to-day life. So I think also getting away from this idea that you have to have fully figured out your life and have everything healed, that's just not a reality and none of us None of us will ever like get to that. Maybe some of us will. I mean, I'm speaking in general, but most of us are here to work, do continuous work during our life on our ourselves, right? Our own healing. And in Family Constellations, what I'm understanding and really integrating is this idea of constantly doing the work on ourselves. Like, it's something that we need to really focus on just as much as the energy that we put on to showing up for people, helping them, being of assistance, really just, you know, kind of giving ourselves into this work, but also doing that for ourselves because that will allow us to become more powerful healers, be able to go deeper with people and really show up in a way that feels not only good for us and that we're not losing ourselves through our work, but that other people can feel that energy because it's something that you can't sometimes put into words. So that's a constant kind of, that's constant, right? We don't, we never stop that. And that that's where awareness and consciousness and our own journey become really important because the more we can become aware of what's going on in our body, our emotional state, our, our mental state, and that we can bring in those tools and have like a system in place that we know when this comes up, that this is kind of the route that we would go for this kind of trigger or have a daily routine or have specific things that we know that we can lean on or people we can lean on even. Um, and that's something we learn with time. We don't really understand that from the way beginning when we start this journey of helping others or as healers, it's something that we we test out, we try out, and we go back and forth with things, and we and we go deeper and deeper and deeper, and then just it becomes something that we understand what we need to do. But there's a little bit of trial and error for some of us because obviously we don't know what works for us. And this is why I tell people try if something really calls out to you. If you feel that message, that like knowing of having to work with somebody or do a reading with somebody, or get a healing from somebody, or do therapy or counseling, just do it. Follow your gut. You're probably going to uncover something that's going to help you move forward and not feel stagnant. I think also something, saying that out loud just made me realize something that for many of us also, if any of you are already in this healing wellness space, and you have your clients, and you're working, and you've gotten to a point where you feel stagnant work isn't coming in you're not getting clients it's kind of just feels stale focus on you focus on your own healing focus on your triggers focus on what you feel is not working 
you know, maybe there's something you need to let go of. And I can honestly put my hand on my heart and say, it will move energy. It will move energy in the right direction because people feed off of your energy, right? People will be like unconsciously connecting to you or, or not connecting to you, depending on where you're at in your own healing. And we're able to show up so differently energetically and people don't need to see us on a video or get an email from us to know that their energy will just feel called by us. They'll find us. So yeah, I think that's something that we all need to take into consideration. I know I go into those spaces sometimes where I'm like, okay, I need to work, focus on me right now. Um, and sometimes I don't necessarily have to take a step back from the healings, but I know that I have to go full force into really working through my own things so that I can really show up for people. Um, it's interesting how sometimes the outside situations are telling us something bigger. Um, so our physical, emotional, mental, our spiritual healing, all, it's kind of layers, right? They're all aspects that we really do need to focus on. It's not just emotional. It's not just the trauma. It's not, it's all of it. It's where are you mentally? How are you spiritually, physically? Move your body. I think there's a lot of stagnation that can happen if we're not moving, if we're not really like consciously trying to find balance in our life. It doesn't mean that you have to be in, in that energy 24-7 and every single day, but that we're, we're moving towards that, that we're trying to be... And maybe there's moments of your journey where you're more focused on the physical and then another moment you're more fo focused on the emotional, but you're constantly flowing with that. Um, and we have to remember that we are containers and we do need to work on ourselves. And it's it's kind of like a holistic approach, right? Because one will affect the other, right? And I've, I've did this post a while back that was talking about the mind, body, and spirit and how they're all connected and how everything's holistic and it's all about um it's it's all like interconnected so this is the same thing this is exactly the same thing and we can't escape our own work and I think a lot of us that get into this holistic and wellness and healing space and wanting to help and feeling this pull to help others it's ultimately helping us because it's it's helping us also heal ourselves. It's not just about showing up for others. And I think the moment we can understand it's a complete mirror, it's it's become something super empowering to know that we're helping others, but at the same time, it's pushing us to help ourselves. Uh, what I said earlier, I think is really important to just say again, we don't have to be fully healed to be healing others. We can be healing alongside of our clients or the people people we accompany. But when we don't, or when we ignore our own healing or we don't focus on that, that's when those triggers will probably show up for a lot of us big time. Big time. And sometimes the triggers, sometimes they're not triggers, sometimes they're little messages. What Lou and I talk a lot about on the podcast is how a lot of times we'll get readings from people for example, Lou talks about her divorce, right? And how when she was in the middle of her divorce, the readings that were coming through for her, a lot of people were talking about moving and talking about leaving a relationship, et cetera, et cetera. So in that sense, it she had already made the decision. She was already in that energy, but she was getting those readings because literally like the universe was mirroring back to her, her own situation, 
she was in her own healing. So it's, it wasn't that she was being triggered in that sense, right? It was more, it was more like um, the universe saying, there are other people going through this. You can accompany them. You kind of understand where they're coming from now. You can empathize with them. And it, it just comes through. And that will happen in different aspects. For some, it might be relationship issues. For some, it might be health issues. For me, for example, I get a lot of people, and I don't know if it's maybe part of it is because I talk about it on the podcast, but I feel like it's more my energy. People feel maybe called to my energy and they said, and they, they'll say to me in a reading, like they'll talk about their self-love journey. And that's been my journey. It has been my journey for a very long time. It still is. And they'll be attracted to my energy for whatever reason. And they might not listen to the podcast because I'll ask people that. I'll be like, where do you hear about the readings, et cetera, et cetera, or the Akashic records? So yeah, for a lot of us, it's it's like we're prepared to accompany, to be there, to be a container for certain people that are going through similar things as us. If we're doing our work, we can be, we can accompany them in a very beautiful and aligned way. But we just have to make sure to always be checking in with ourselves and making sure that if there's something that we need, that we're we're getting that, that we're giving that to ourselves, that we're seeking that out on our own end. And I think if you are in this situation where all of a sudden you feel like, bam, 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 there's tons of like <laughs> readings or sessions or healings that are all, they're all linked. They all feel the same. There's the same issue repeating over and over and over again. Um, there's something to that. And I think it's good to take a step back and say, okay, is there something here I need to look at, reflect back to myself is there something that I haven't fully healed? And generally, for most of us, we'll find that there's something there. And that might be time to focus alongside those readings or sessions that you're doing on your own kind of situation, emotionally, mentally, physically. Um, but it usually, if it is a trigger, triggers can feel, for some, even paralyzing. You know, in like our family constellation course, I'm in second year now. And the teacher will repeat over and over again, if you feel that a, a client comes to you and it's a subject that you don't feel that you can show up for that person, let them know. Do not force yourself to be there for somebody that you, you know you, can't, you just can't be there for them because you're going through your own thing with that specific subject they're bringing. Like for example, like I can just bring up an example here, just general, I guess I, there's nothing that comes to mind because we haven't seen that in class, but for some people it could be, you know, um, career, you know, like, I mean, this is general, right? Somebody really struggling with their career and really struggling with certain aspects or even better with their relationship with their mom. And it might've been really traumatic and really abusive and then you ha having that same situation in your own life, when that person comes and starts telling you what they've been through, that triggers the wounding in you. And for a lot of people, that can be paralyzing. For a lot of people, it's that they can't take their own emotions and their own experience out of what the person's telling them. So if at any point you feel that, then you know straight off the bat, that is a trigger. That is something you need to work on. Because if you're responding from your own experience, from your own pain, 
and you can't sit and listen and absorb and connect with a person's information because it's bringing up all of this stuff inside of you, red flag, trigger. And I would say it hasn't happened to me, um, but if it were to happen to me, I would probably have to just pause and say, okay, let me just listen to myself for a second. What's going on here? And sometimes we can finish a session, but it can make us realize or it can give us the sign to say, wow, this really hasn't been healed in my life. And I'm going to really need to go deep with this work because I don't want this to happen again. I don't want to feel that way again. And I know that I can't be fully open, emotionally available, and really give myself to this work and help people if I'm constantly being triggered by this thing with my mom, for example. And the reality is we're constantly needing to to be able to flow with working through the layers of our own healing. It's just the way it works, right? And like I said before, healing is our responsibility. No one can make us do it. We can't force anybody to do it. This is also what I talk about when when I talk about the Akashic Records, I never force anybody to get a reading. Like I just don't. It's not the it's not the best energy for you as a as a channel because if you're forcing somebody to get a reading, it probably won't be the best reading because they're going to be skeptical. They're not ready for it. Their energy's not open, so channeling might feel really hard. And then you'll get into this loop of doubting yourself. It's like, why is why am I not channeling good? Why is why is this not coming through? What's going on here? all it can become really like toxic and all of a sudden you start doubting yourself and then especially if you're on the beginning of your journey I would say be careful with that because it can be quite complicated and it can bring you down a path of doubting yourself and that's not where you want to put yourself you want to put yourself in this energy where you're the people that are coming to you are coming to you because they resonate with your energy because they they genuinely want to work with you and that will allow you to also attract those things that you're best at. Like the moment I, I always say like the moment I stopped trying to control how I was as a channel, the people that needed me that ultimately really needed me came to me. I didn't force anything. I didn't, I was just genuine to what information came through. I created a very safe, loving space container for people when they came into a reading with me. I still do that. And for me, if that's like the most important thing. I want people to feel safe. I want people to feel loved and understood because that's ultimately what the Akashic Records always makes me feel. And that's the way that the channeling comes through. So if I can do that with my own energy, which I don't have to think about it, it just comes through. And think about what energy you're showing up with for your your own kind of clients or the people that you work with. And don't force anything. So I think the moment we're forcing something, it becomes like the opposite of healing. It's, it's not good. So it is our own responsibility to do our healing because that will open up doors and paths for the right people to find us, like I said earlier, right? And those people will will look to us from a space of, I'm here, I'm open, I'm ready. That's a beautiful energy for somebody to come to you with. And for you to be in the same energy and saying, I'm here, I'm holding space for you. We're in this together. We're, 
I'm, I'm depending on you to be open so that I can help you. And it's very reciprocal. And that energy is the same energy that we need to be in with our own healing outside of how we help people. And I think the moment that we can understand that we're each of us, we are each responsible for our own triggers, our own healing, our own work is the moment that we're going to attract those clients that also are in that energy and that ultimately we can accompany somebody, we can help somebody, we can be there for somebody, we can channel, we can do healings. But the most important work happens outside of the time that we're with that person. What do they do outside of that session they did with us? Healing's their own responsibility. We show them the path, but then they have to go do the work. That's not your responsibility. And I think for a lot of a lot of my journey at the beginning, especially I would say like the first year of being a reader, I was obsessed with making sure people were healing, but I was like, but that's not my responsibility. And I was holding a huge burden. And then I realized through embodying that of saying, no one's responsible for giving me all the answers. Nobody's going to tell me what I have to do, but people can help me and they can bring awareness and they can help me see patterns and they can help me figure out what's the best path to take. But I have to actually walk that path. No one can do that for me. And it's the same thing with your clients. And I think I'm saying this really right now because a lot of people are starting this path as healers. A lot of you maybe have been on this path. And I think it's something that when it clicked for me, it made a huge, huge difference. And this goes for Akashic Records or any healing. All of it. It all counts. So what I want to kind of mention now to kind of wrap up this episode is what I've done and what has been important on my path up to this moment in my life for my own healing. And like I mentioned before, I have been in, I'm started my second year of family constellation studies. So family constellations is something I really focused on here in Uruguay. And I've been, I did a couple of sessions that have brought in tons of insight and they were very different sessions. I've done little exercises in class. I've worked with classmates. So all of that has helped me see a lot of stuff. There's been therapy that has been huge for me the last couple of years. But for me, therapy, really the way I use it is obviously it helps me understand myself. But more so, it's like being able to voice things and feel like I'm very grounded. I'm very um, earthy. So there's a lot of like, the mind for me as well and making sure that I'm getting the healing and the spiritual but I'm also getting more of the grounded energy more of the mental space because I tend to go inward a lot um, and maybe not speak and not say what I need to say for myself and that can create a lot of anxiety in my body so for me counseling or therapy has been huge the last couple of years and I'll kind of like go in and out of it so I can go like I'll take a break for a couple of weeks or a month and I'll go back to it for a couple of months and then it's kind of like I flow with it I know when I have to go back to it and um, it's been fundamental for getting through quite a few things in my life and even the self-love journey that I talked about that got me into becoming a reader uh, years ago really is interesting because it started with a counselor. It was more like a coach. She was more like a coach, I would say. And she really went down more of a spiritual path. And I think that really, it was interesting how that guided me to the Akashic Records. And then I did like hypnosis. I've done um, a bunch of other things along that for my self-love stuff. But um, Akashic Record readings also, I can get readings 
once or twice a year and they just kind of solidify things. Um, family constellations, like I said, I can use ac acupuncture mm, a couple times a year if, if I'm having specific physical issues. Acupuncture is something I really lean on, especially for anything hormonal, um, emotional even. I feel like for at least my acupuncturist here, he he's so interesting. He's kind of like a therapist. So this is why I also, it's, it's like, you can't say you do one thing because sometimes it's many things that you do. So when I go to acupuncture here, it's like, I'll sit with him. He'll ask me a ton of questions. He'll help me connect the dots with certain things. And then he'll, he'll actually do the acupuncture, which will help calm my nervous system or help me feel more aligned or in balance. Um, so it, it feels deeper than just acupuncture. It's, it's awesome. Uh, also, flower essence therapy, of course. It's I'm a flower essence therapist, but I use the flower essences on myself as well. And they have helped me through a lot um, in different moments of my life. And they are just beautiful. They're just something that I can always lean on. They're always there. I can use them when I'm feeling anxious, when I'm feeling sad, when I'm going through change. They're just like this beautiful... I always like the, the, the image or the energy I see with flower essences are like, it feels like somebody's holding my hand through something. Like, I don't feel alone. Like, I, there's something there supporting me. Something else has been huge for me, and I talk about this a lot on the podcast, is um, astrology. My natal chart reading, my first natal chart reading that I had with Patricia Tavares was... I don't know how to explain it. It literally just solidified things about myself that I didn't understand were coming from the astrology aspect. I had understood them at a mental level, but I didn't understand them at a deeper level, especially with humanistic astrology. It's very psychological. It's very emotional. So that is exactly down like my alley. Like I love that. That's, that's my jam. So I get a solar return reading. Um, I did a reading with her, I think it was back in December or January or February. I think it was February. And also tons of insight for the year. So I can kind of get a feel for what's coming. And it's not like it's, it's not telling me what to do, but it's telling me the energy. And it's like when something comes up, I'm like, okay, I understand why this is happening. And I don't get too stuck in my head. It's like, it helps me. I don't know. It helps me kind of just like feel more balanced. Um, so there's different kinds of readings she does, but I would highly recommend if you've never got like a proper natal chart reading, you're getting your your astrology chart read, do it. Um, I'll try to put her links on the show notes if I remember. If not, just reach out to me and I can send you her details. I'll probably just put her website because she has a new beautiful website. It's amazing. Definitely check it out. Um, another thing I wrote down here was breath work. And I studied breathwork and meditation a couple years ago. And breathwork is something, it's not something I use every day, probably should, but it's something that I go back to when I'm feeling off. I'll use it for my readings a little bit, like before I go on to a reading to center myself. I'll use it at night to calm my nervous system down if I feel a little bit anxious or like I can't like like I've been working all day and I just can't bring my energy down. Um, for me also, what I will add here, and I know this isn't quote unquote healing, the gym. For me, 
in the mental and emotional sense has been huge. And obviously there's a physical aspect to it of you becoming stronger and feeling like you can conquer the world or that you can go through hard things in an easier way, 100%. But for me, the gym has been, it mentally speaking, it helps me with my work because I get out of the house and I can go and have an hour, an hour and a half, depending on how, how long the session is, to come home and it's like a reset. So that and also to me, I can really feel like things, like when things feel hard, you know, like I was just saying, I can get in my own way sometimes and I can start doubting myself. But for some reason, it just like it, something clicks in you when you start, especially lifting weights. And this goes for anything. You can do really hard runs or long runs, or you can do really challenging workouts that the moment you can get past that hurdle, it's like, whoa, first of all, you feel accomplished. So that already gives you like really good energy in your body and your mind and your spirit. But it's more like if I can get through this and I can make this a priority and I can make this like an important part of my life, what else can I make an important part of my life that is going to serve me and help me? It's like it opens a door for you to keep like adding things into your life that feel good and that are good for you. Um, I think also it's interesting what has been my experience here in Uruguay. The gym has been kind of a social thing too, like meeting the people at the front desk and the lady that's there in, in the in like the weight room and the people that I've met and I talk to and it's, it's beautiful. And it's like, I don't, I don't feel that community in all the gyms that I've been to, but I did in this gym coming back home to Uruguay and it felt really good. And I was like, wow, all these people and everybody helping each other and everybody talking and everybody asking the other person about their day. Like there's like a bit of a community aspect to it that feels really good. And there's not a lot of places that one can go that you go like sometimes every day or a couple times a week where it feels like home, you know? So there's an aspect of feeling a bit of a, like there's a container there for me to go and just be myself and do my workout and do what feels right for me and what I enjoy because I genuinely enjoy it. I've gotten to a point now where the workouts feel enjoyable. I look forward to it. Like now it's like 1130, I'm going to the gym in a little bit. So it's like, uh, wow, like, I don't know, it just feels good. And it sets me up for me to be able to be there for other people because I've been there for myself. I've created the space of time in my day where I was, it was about me. It wasn't about anybody else. So later when I do a session with somebody, it's like, I'm here. I'm literally just, I'm here because I've already been there for myself. I've taken care of myself. There's more obviously to this list, but these are the ones that I'm mostly focusing on right now. Um, and things will come in and come out and I'll focus more on one thing than others in certain points of my journey. But I do genuinely feel that you have to find what works for you and that can change with the different things that you're working through. So yeah, I'd love to hear like if you, maybe I'll try to see if I can put it on the, on the episode, I'll put like a little questionnaire, but feel free to like reach out to me if there's anything that you really focus on that has helped you in your own journey with your own healing, um, share. And we can definitely maybe do a whole episode about healing modalities. I'd love to talk about how each of them helps and what they do. Um, Cause I think even family constellations um, is something new to a lot of people. And it's something that I know that I'm going to be working with a lot in the very near future in the next year or so. 
So I will definitely be talking more about that on the podcast and explaining more about it and making sure to bring more awareness to that amazing healing that one can get from a family constellation session. It's such a loving energy. It's beautiful. Um, so yeah, I will make sure to link as much as I can below. Um, speaking of like holistic health, Lou mentioned the Healy in her previous episode. I'll leave those links below if you're interested in the Healy. Make sure you check out the previous episode. Um, I'll also put all the links to our websites, our contact forms. If there's any questions that you have about this episode, feel free to contact me. And I'd love to start a chat about what your experience has been like as a healer in this healing space and with your own healing. And we will be back next week with another episode, sending you a big hug, take care of yourselves and see you soon. Bye.